everybody, welcome to Zane's World. I'm Zane, and in this world right now, it's just me. I would normally be joined by Steve, Mel, Erica, and a guest, but this is the craziest uh, month of the year for us. The summers are always crazy, and I'm actually leaving the house here in about four minutes to head to the airport for Tales of the Cocktail. So if you are at Tales of the Cocktail or you are in New Orleans uh, this week of July, <laughs> July 17th uh, and onward until Sunday, uh, hit me up. Hit me up somehow. You'll figure it out. Instagram, email me, whatever. We will be hitting – it's amazing. Probably right now we're RSVP'd for like literally 20, 27 parties. We're not going to be able to hit them all, but we're going to do our best. And, and you know, we'll have some really crazy stories to tell you guys uh, next week on the podcast as we will all be here and cooling down. We have big things happening this summer, but probably not too much more traveling. And now that I think about it, I'm probably going to Oregon in two weeks. But anyway, that being said, we will get uh, to the Saints World podcast more regularly. So in the meantime, check out this interview uh, that I did when I was joined by Dan Dunn. Dan Dunn, he's been on this show. You can go listen to that interview. He is fascinating. He was a, a, a writer, the, the booze columnist for Playboy magazine and was friends with, what's his name? The crazy guy. Anyway, you're going to have to listen to the episode to find out who it is. And uh, Fear and Loathing. Anyway, so in, in what you're about to hear, we sit down with Glenn Howerton, uh, one of the creators of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he, uh, after he gets grilled by Dan, we talk about how that came to be. And it's really interesting to hear how a lot of projects in Hollywood actually came to fruition and what the people had to do to do that. It's like it's always that sort of that that catch 22 where you can't get an agent until you book something and you can't book you can't book something unless you have an agent it's like this thing that everyone deals with and they come out to hollywood and so really the advice that i give to people consistently is is you got to just do it yourself you got to figure it out and you got to do it and you're going to probably do it wrong as you'll kind of hear how their approach to it was and then the, you'll uh, then you'll figure it out and you'll make it work i mean really that's part of what has happened with me, it's like constantly making things like shows before I ever did three sheets. I was making my own stuff. And then someone saw that and said, hey, this would be a fun guy to go get drunk. So anyway, listen to uh, this interview with Glenn Howerton and Dan Dunn. We will fill you in next week with everything that transpires this week, if I can remember it. We'll be back in a moment with more Zane's World. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free GetUpside gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free GetUpside gas app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code AUTO for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code AUTO. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code AUTO. That's A-U-T-O. Visit GetUpside.com for terms. It's time to get fired up, and Brad Jenkins is here to help join the new show, Fired Up, with Brad Jenkins on Podcast One. Join the former White House staffer as he sits down with some of the biggest names in politics to tackle the most important issues of the day. Download new episodes of Fired Up with Brad Jenkins every week on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Like what you hear? Tell your friends and leave a rating and review. Welcome back to Zane's World. We are we are anxiously <laughs> Glenn Howard. Glenn Howard. Well, let's talk about where he is. He is he is across the street at the at CBS Radford Studios. I don't know if we can say what he's doing because maybe they don't want to know. That's fine. He's doing a guest appearance yes! on another show. On another show. Yeah. So he's so he's, out, he's right? across. Oh, at some point, they we'll will. ask him when he comes in. At some yeah. point, they will. I'm, I'm going to be taking sips of Old Bay. Yeah, do it. And for every minute that he's uh, so, he's not late be, because he just, said because he said I'll be there. When, when I'm done. When, when I'm done. Yeah. Just be trashed when he gets here. What else can you make with this? Good. What else can you make with this then besides a Bloody Mary? With this so good. I also have been making beer cocktails with it as well. I'm so excited to put it on an oyster. I want to punch you in no, the face. No, I know. I, I, like that's, I, but it has nothing to do with like anger or anything. Like, like, no, do they have, they have oysters up. at Trader Joe's? <laughs> if they do, you, I don't know if you want to roll it to that. <laughs> I bet they have fried and frozen ones, which would be weird. I don't even trust their chicken sandwich that's pre-made, so you don't want to go too crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah oysters. Yeah. Oysters from a – yeah. But that is a fail. Damn, I should have brought that. Who would huh? be – would oysters would have, be – Although, who would have shucked them, though? I would have had to have a – Josh. Because you got to shuck oysters. Nobody does to-go oysters from restaurants. Okay, by the way, by the way, I did an oyster shucking challenge in Key West, and I won it. Really? One? Oh, yeah. all right. So I would just yeah. brought I, did, I did not cut my so hand. So then we could have done it. We could have brought some oysters. No, we're going to do this again. I'm and, bringing some oysters. Uh, please please bring sure. some oysters. That's happening. Because it's, it's really – so you just pour it all over the top of it. Now, let's go. I was going to say. By the way, hot off the presses, email go. Glenn, Glenn Howerton. Go. I'll wrap here in about 10 to 15 and head straight there. I'm at Universal. You know uh, what that means? I say we take a break and hour. go look for some oysters and come back let's to Glenn Howerton. Let's all do right, it. Let's do it. Here we go. We'll be right back with Glenn Howerton. Ladies and gentlemen, the dentist system is a comprehensive approach to seduction that I have perfected over the years. See, my success with women does not solely stem from my good looks and my charm. There is a careful, systemic approach that has allowed me to become the playboy that I am today. A playboy? Is that how you see yourself? Yes. He has banged a lot of chicks. You know, just shut up, D. Shut up. Now, the first step to any erotic conquest is to D. Demonstrate your value. In this most recent case, my subject was Kaylee, a cute pharmacist. I demonstrated my value to her by filling a prescription. I told her, it's for my grandmother. She's quite ill. Thus demonstrating my value as a loving grandson and an all-around great guy. You're forging prescriptions now? That's the easy part, D. I would have gone in and bought a box of Magnum condoms. Thus demonstrating that I have a monster dong. Right. That comes off a little bit desperate, Frank. Now, if you want to have a Magnum condom peeking out of your wallet when you go to pay, that's a different story. 
Did oh, you yeah, look at that. I love that <laughs> show. Why don't you just play the whole episode? Fan. I'm very excited. I was wondering yeah, if we were going, going to. We just, just keep playing it. Glenn Howerton with us here. How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm so excited for the sunny. I am here. a little drunk right now. And yeah. Dan is embarrassed. Dan is feeling like I might embarrass him. Why? Because you said don't embarrass me. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, that's the I'm first time. Now you've already embarrassed that, that was, me. It was a pretty clear uh, indication. Sunny premieres tomorrow. By the way, we're using the magic of yes. <sighs> Sunday. Uh, why, did you have to, why do you have to take the... Why do, people don't know when we're recording this. Why did you need to take the magic out of it right there? Because well, he was like, it doesn't premiere tomorrow. Could have winked. That's why they invented Let's try, let's try it again. Right? I would have thought that that was like two different things entirely. <laughs> that they're now, separate yes. things. Why he's wrong about my show me? and he's hitting on me. And he's hitting yeah. on me. Wednesday, September 4th, 10 p.m. on FXX. Why the extra X? Well, it's a whole new channel. Okay. It's a whole new channel for FX that they're launching, and uh, we, I guess, are going to be the cornerstone of that wow. new network, wow. which is a huge responsibility um, and one that I don't take entirely all that seriously. Do you do you feel up to the challenge? I'm not doing anything differently. I'm just doing the same show that we've always been doing, and then I'm going to let them sort out a whole new channel aspect of it. That's I have nothing to do with that. It's like, here's the show. You want to put it on a whole new channel? Fine. Fine. Tenth season? You should do it different. Because it's been working this long. Right. Change it. (laughs) Change it. Change it. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Since it's going so well right now and you don't need to change it, you should jump the shark. You should find a way to do something to to drastically change the program. Well, we've already jumped the shark. We jumped the shark uh, like season two. (laughs) Um, We went ahead and got it out of the way early so that we could just continue to jump the shark over and over again and not have any rules. I was thinking you could have Dan on the show. That would be the end. Yeah. Oh, but what? normally you try to do something good when you jump the shark or do something bad. I, I guess I'm a little confused. It's You're, bad. Jumping the shark's bad. Okay. And, so putting, and putting you on the show is bad. Would be bad. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Not a good thing. Okay. Probably. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in the same. I was looking. You know, there's entire websites that are devoted to pointing out your fuck-ups. Oh, yeah. really? I was on this TV. That's awesome. TV.com. And, and I was looking. I thought, who has time for this? It says <laughs> Tell me what, yeah. season seven, episode six, The Storm of the Century. Okay. The channel broadcasting from the Superstore could not have been emitting in 3D as not one but two cameras are needed to create a 3D image. Mm. There was only one camera. Mm, that's true. Order. I remember thinking the same thing as yeah. I was watching <laughs> That's funny because when I was a kid and I used to have 3D comic books, it was only one comic. I didn't have to look at two comics at once. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's wrong. That person's wrong? Yeah, okay. that, that person's an idiot. All right. Mm-hmm. This person. What were the – this is actually the, the dentist system, which I was we just one, heard. I, I was the one that wrote that one. What did the dentist system stand for? What was the acronym for? D was demonstrate value. We right. just heard. What was E? Uh, oh, boy. You're going to ask This me. is okay. like, a, like, a, like a Star it's Trek quizzing. nerd asking – you remember in uh, episode 57 like 30 years ago? There's, like a asking, lot of sunny, there's a lot of sunny nerds that wish they could be sitting here now. It's like I, asking Gene Roddenberry questions about the original Star, about Star Trek. Trek. Well, it's engage okay. physically. How many episodes engage have you physically. done? Uh, we have done – well, okay. So we just shot season nine. So now we've done 104. Right. If you count each two-part episode as as a separate, so you're asking him to remember a snippet from the script. Oh, oh, oh no! Listen, I've either written or rewritten them all. I remember all of it. Okay, what what does the dentist system stand for? Uh, demonstrate value, engage physically, oh, I thought I- <laughs> nurture dependence, neglect emotionally, inspire hope, separate entirely. That's right. I, I thought he paused because he didn't. I was trying to take the pressure off him. How did I look like a douche in that scenario? Did you know that in season five, episode nine, the amount of water that was splashed on your sweatshirt changed between shots? Well, what, what what episode is that? I don't know the numbers of the episode. Mac and Dennis break up. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Good. 
That's what we're here to point out. Good, like, good, good. Your shortcomings. Good. Anyway, I found this website that basically is it, it, pages and pages. I like that. Pointing stuff. out little things that you did. I like that stuff. And and you know sometimes people catch some really interesting things. Like for instance, um, we what did we do? We previewed something from this season. What did we do? Maybe it was the, oh you know what I. I can't remember what it was, but somebody caught a clip of an episode that we're doing this year in which we show a, a portion of a videotape that our characters had shot in season three. And it was something that was in the episode that was seen through a camera that Charlie was carrying. But we learn later in that scene that Charlie didn't have tape in the camera. Therefore, it wasn't recorded. Therefore, the piece that we were showing in our new episode wouldn't have been on that tape because it was never put to tape. Wow. So we actually went back. We this is before we aired the episodes. So now we went back and we actually changed it. They were somebody, right. Somebody would have. Oh, somebody pointed that out to you. Somebody pointed that out. I remember where they saw the clip. I, I don't remember. I'm trying to. Wow. Remember Suspension what it was. of we, disbelief. Yeah. We should. Oh, I know what it was. It was Charlie was on Conan and he showed that clip on Conan, and somebody pointed out. They were like, "Oh, that that piece would not be on that tape because that wasn't actually recorded. You guys never recorded that." Is that and scary right. to have fans that are that? Into it. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's amazing that they're paying that much attention. I want to know the story because Dan told me not to ask any questions, and so I didn't prepare, and now I wish that I prepared <laughs> a little bit. But um, I've heard the story of how you guys got your start. What, what's how did how did the show come to be? Well, we were we were just shooting things on our own because we were just actors and we were tired of just auditioning out here or in Philly. No, in LA. Okay, in LA. Yeah. No, I'm not from Philly. I never. I've never lived in Philly. Nor is Charlie. I've worked in Philly before, and I had worked in Philly before. But um, no, we we all lived in New York around the same time. But it, this was in L.A., and we just started shooting our own things. And uh, we we the first thing that we made was uh, a mockumentary in which Rob played uh, uh, Haley Joel Osment, already all grown up. This isn't too. <laughs> this that, was, that makes sense. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was this would have been ten years. This is back in two thousand three. So he was playing a, a grown up Haley Joel Osment, and Charlie was playing a grown up Frankie Muniz, and they were living in an apartment together. And after having both gotten out of prison, um, and I played their acting, their extremely uh, uh, garish acting teacher. And we just did this really stupid uh, mockumentary, and it was we had such a blast. It was really dumb. Um, and then the next thing we shot was was a scene of a guy coming over to his friend's house to ask for sugar, and the friend tells me he has cancer. That eventually evolved into an entire episode in which we shot on our own, which eventually evolved into the show. Wow. Well, what's his name? Sam Witwer. Uh, yes. Stars of Sci-Fi's Being Human. Yes. I had Sam on the, my previous show, and Sam, I guess. We recruited him as a cameraman. Right? Sam, uh, yeah, I've known, I've been good friends with Sam for many, many years. We went to school, we went to college together, and uh, and he's he's still one of my closest friends. Anyway, Sam, um, I basically talked him into buying a camera, as I did, <laughs> as did as I did with Charlie, and um, so we shot the whole thing with three cameras. And yeah, Sam was uh, was one of our original cameramen. Which uh, that's a, that's actually a really interesting fact, especially for fans of Being Human, because that's a huge fan base too. For yeah, that show. well, yeah. and and Star Wars fans too, because he's huge in the Star Wars world. Um, but not that he wasn't. I mean, he he was working as an actor at the time too. But he we basically just recruited all of our friends. I mean, Hornsby was a cameraman. I was a cameraman. Uh, Jimmy Simpson was a cameraman. What did, what did you remember? What 
would it cost you to shoot the the thing that would eventually get you the TV deal? I mean, it was nothing. The the, the biggest cost was I bought a camera, which I was going to do anyway because we were sh- starting to shoot things together, and so it was all, all the cameras were more like an investment. What did you get? What was it? It was the Panasonic DVX one hundred. Okay. Um, and then I think Charlie and Sam um, uh, got got theirs later when the 100A came out. Nerd talk. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway. Did you guys modify them with the chip? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was the biggest cost. And then everything else was was really zero money. We borrowed a, a boom mic from a friend of ours, uh, a guy named Shiloh Strong, who um, is the older brother of Ryder Strong. Who is an actor who? <laughs> who yeah. we, who we guy, apparently these guys look him up. Look him up. Look him up. Look him up. Anyway, these are great guys. Google um, them. Uh, but no, it, it costs us nothing. I mean, it was and just then you, the cost and of the then cameras. you go in, so it's not the truth. Are you in the black yet on it? What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you made a profit on it. Oh yeah, I thought you were making. You get your money back. You get your money back from the camera yet? Yeah. Yeah, we're in the black on that. But you go in, so it's a non-traditional approach. Now you're not going in and pitching a show. You're just coming in and going here. Watch this. Yeah, watch the DVDs. This is this is the show. This is the cast. We're we're creating. The show we're producing it it's it's this is this is it and then what happened um and then we 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 shopped it around to a bunch of different places um actually quite a few of them i mean i think we got there were three or four different networks that were interested in doing the show but the but fx really they were the ones that that basically said to us we don't want to change it we want you guys to do exactly this is the show wow. let's do it everybody else had some ideas on how to change it which is fine we were open to open to anybody's ideas it's just that none of their ideas were good and fx said uh, we love what you guys do we want you to go even further with it and basically make the exact and we ended up shooting the show on those cameras the the DVX 100A oh, wow. and then eventually the B <laughs> Uh, for years. <laughs> How did Danny get involved? After season one, um, FX loved the show, but nobody watched it. Um, they didn't have a tremendous amount of money to pour into advertising it and marketing it. Um, and they basically said to us, we want to do more another season of the show, but we've got to bring something to our bosses at the high up level uh, to prove to them that it's worth us doing another sh- another season because the ratings didn't reflect that it was a hit of any kind. So they had a couple suggestions, and one of them was let's add a name to the show, which we were we weren't excited about that because we didn't we liked we we wanted to keep everybody on the show almost practically anonymous. Um, so bringing somebody high profile on was a little bit of a, a bummer to us, but we had already thought about bringing parental characters into the show anyway. And uh, John Langraff, president of FX, um, pitched to us Danny DeVito. And, I mean, he could not have named the, the yeah. a more perfect I would, actor. Yeah, I would think that that would be their reaction. Yeah. I mean, he's just he, – he his sense of humor, the kind of stuff that he's done, the darkly comic style of humor has – I mean, we were, besides just being fans, we just felt like he fit with the show. It kind of seems like a team player. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to have one of those names that, that's actually, like, coming in and knows what they're bringing in there, yeah. push, pushing their, their weight around and all that kind of stuff. He just we were concerned seems, about seems like one of the, one one of you guys, but even with him, we were concerned. We didn't know the guy, so we thought, I mean, this guy's is he going to want to be the yeah, star but, of the but show? You can take he... him, you know, you could take him. <laughs> yeah, in a fight, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But he came in and it just meshed from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, he basically said to us right from the beginning. He said, "Guys, I want this to be this show is great because because it's an ensemble cast. It's there's no lead character. Um, I want to just I, I want you guys to really work hard to figure out how to integrate me into the gang." Without it seeming, uh, you know, unnatural, and you know, he 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 kind of allayed all of our fears right at the beginning. and said, "I don't want to be the lead of the show. I don't don't worry. I'm not going to come. I want to just want to be part of the gang. That's it." Yeah. The fact that he even did the show is, is really the story. I mean, that's that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, 
I got to give props to Rob McElhenney because he went over to his house and basically talked him into it. And um, but but Danny was a fan of the show. He'd seen the first season. He was friends with John Langraff and uh, his son. Is that me? That's you. Oh man, that's what your drunk ass did. See. You told me to turn my phone on. I, I didn't know that I left my phone on. You, we always, you're the guy who's always yelling at people. So he gets on, and then, I mean, did the ratings turn around right away? They made a noticeable jump in the second season for sure, but it wasn't. It still wasn't a, like a giant hit or anything. I mean, we thought with, with him on it was just going to be huge. But again, they didn't. They, there wasn't a, a marketing budget for the show, or at least a big one. And FX was not known for comedy. So I think people were, I mean, we were the only comedy. There, I think it was maybe there were two comedies before us ever. And they just got swallowed up. Because um, then it was the big hits then where The Shield was on then, right, yeah. for them. And uh, was Rescue Me on? Yeah. Nip Tuck, yeah. Nip Tuck, Rescue Me, and The Shield. And um, so, I mean, they were trying to open up their brand to a whole different. See, it's so funny because I'm from Philly. And so I met Rob and Caitlin at the shack at a Philly bar in Santa yeah. Monica. And everybody we knew, they were extraordinarily famous. You know, like everybody knew Sonny. You know, I didn't right. realize it. So we, you know, when they walked in the bar, I think that was after the first season, mm-hmm. everybody in the bar was, wow, yay, hey, they're here. It's like George Clooney walked in. Yeah. Know? Well, but that's because it's a Philly bar. But, you know, the one thing I'll say that right from the beginning, and, and it continues to this day, that's nice, is that it's always felt like a hometown show. It's always felt like that that show that you watch and you're like, why isn't everybody talking about this? So, People feel a certain ownership over yeah. the show, and it's and a pride that they have seen it since the beginning, and 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 that they did they discovered it early, and and they're the ones that spread it the, the word to all their friends. So but you're welcome. Yeah, well, you're, oh, Dan, you're oh, one Dan, of those. Dan, you did it. Yeah, yeah, me. Make sure to stick around after this podcast to get the latest headlines from the AP News Minute. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Well, you're here. Might as well join us. Welcome to Zane's World. You know what I'm going to do right now, Zane? Trivia questions? How about, how about my Philly I, quiz that I just here's, put together? Here's what, here's what was originally going on through, in my head, is yeah. that I thought he was from, from Philly. No. And you have a quiz about famous Philadelphia. Well, it's, 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 it's Philly. I was just going to sit here. You'll both have I was gonna boycott equal it. opportunity to do poorly. You know like that, that prison that's doing that hunger strike? Yeah. You're not going to do it. No, I'm just saying. There's a, what there's about a, it? Well, like, okay. But they're gonna, <laughs> you know, they're like they're not, they're not eating. Yeah. No, but they 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 are going to start. Uh, they can legally um, force feed them. That's true. Okay, so that they're 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 talking about doing that. But I think it's their. You know, it's like don't eat, don't eat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so when you had this quiz, I was just not going to play. You're not going to play. Well, now you should th- you should try it. I think you'll do okay. Now, by the way, so the whole now I'm going to eat. All right, let's do it. Okay. All right, <laughs> give us our quiz music. Uh, we're gonna need a buzz in. We're gonna and, and by the way, we're playing. Oh, yeah. We're gonna play for a bottle of Blue Coat Gin. Wow, which is from Philadelphia. Wow. Okay. All right, there it is, right there, bottle of Blue Coat Gin. But, we do need a buzz in from you, Glenn. It could be anything that we've discussed. It could be you know just any word. Maybe I'll go first to give you an idea. Means. Yo, yo, that's mine. All right, that's yours. That's mine. So it has a Philly thing to it. Oh, yeah. It can be anything. Maybe you know what you sh- yours should be. I see dead people. Because that was a that was a Philly oh, movie. Okay, yeah, that Philly, but that's awful long. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan. That was from he there. He does this all the time. He what did. if I? What if it's just Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Oh, that's pretty good. Yo and Shyamalan. Here we go. I might change mine. Start you off with the easy ones. Okay. 
Philadelphia is located in an area known as the what valley? Yo, it's a Philadelphia valley. That's incorrect. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Damn it. The what valley? The what valley? Hudson. Still incorrect. <laughs> I haven't any idea. The Delaware Valley. Oh, sure. nice job. Sure. Philadelphia is one of how many cities to have all four major sports? Uh, yo. Four. Four. That's incorrect. Hmm. How many major cities, metropolitan cities? Yeah, no, we got, we got have, it. have all four major sports? Uh, I'm going to say none. None do? That's incorrect. <laughs> When his voice goes up, that was that That's was condescending. Incredulous. Okay, there like, are twelve cities. Like, oh, like, like you knew that before you 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 researched you this on Google. Yourself, don't 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 Alex Trebek us like you know the answer to all walk these. Walk yourself through it. New York City. No, so you're asking. We don't have guy. time. I don't want the only thing. No, the only sport I watch time. is boxing. Yeah. All right. Don't ask me sports questions. Don't ask me sport uh, questions yeah. about Philadelphia. Or he'll go on a hunger strike. Let's go famous people. Famous people from Philadelphia. Here we go. Sure. This actress got her first big break. Yo. Doc- yes. Sandra Bullock. That's incorrect. Okay. <laughs> as Dr. Anna Delamico on ER. <sighs> she went on to star in Coyote Ugly and has been nominated twice for Golden Globes, Best Supporting Actress in The Cooler, and Best Actress in a History of Violence. Glenn, you're up because they ain't already got Tyra Banks. Okay. Uh, Maria Bello. Maria Bello, that is correct. <laughs> there we go. All right. This guy starred alongside teen heartthrob Sean Cassidy. In the Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew mystery series. Yo! Zane Lamprey. Uh, his name was uh, Parker Stevens. That's Stevenson. Yes, we'll give it to you. We'll yeah, give it to you, Parker yeah. Okay. All right. This Parker Hollywood Stevenson. A-lister made his film debut in Wet Hot American Summer in 2001. It's a guy or girl? Oh, I got, I got this. Uh, uh, Shyamalan. Bradley Glenn. Cooper. That's correct. Bradley <laughs> Cooper. All right. We're getting there. <laughs> this guy was the host of The Gong Show. Yo! Zane Lamprey. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah, I, could, I, I got host scared. of the gong show. I got scared a, out of they me. They made a movie about him. George yeah. Clooney made a movie. Oh. He wore hats. He wore lots of hats oh, over yeah, his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought he yeah. was a secret agent. Yeah. He was a secret agent. He was. Yeah. yeah. I'm forgetting his name. Chuck Barris. Oh, oh Chuck my Barris. God. Rob would have gotten that one. And finally, this comedian became the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson's most frequent guest with 158. Appearances on the tonight. Yo, Zane Lamprey. Jay Leno. No, from Philly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Jay know. Leno's from Boston. Okay, thanks. Oh God. Uh, Hundred. Richard Pryor. Nope. I don't know. David Brenner. David Brenner. Okay. All right. There you Good. go. You guys don't know shit about no, Philly. No, no, I don't. Clearly, I really don't. don't. All right. Apparently, we don't. Uh, Thanks for making me look like a fool. Well, <laughs> we're about to do the same thing to Dan right now. Oh, well, this is a. Uh, so here, here's what happens. If you you guess in, okay, yeah, and you, you can use you can use the shamlon. That was I think that was a very fun thing. And you can have you have your own. And then if it's, it has a number in it, which only only one does, if you're not right, the, the other person can take the over the under. Okay, all right. But I I, I thought they were all numbers. Do I need Just a buzz the first in? one is yeah. What's your buzzing? So at some point, silence is probably not the most effective buzz. I agree. Uh, sunny. There Ooh. you go. All right. Give you a plug. Sunny. How much does the Liberty Bell weigh? Sunny. That was so dumb. To, okay, go ahead. A lot. Oh, you want the over under on that? I want, yeah, both. I want the over and the under. You get the over because it weighs <laughs> yeah. a lot, but compared to a cruise ship, okay, I'm gonna not guess. so much. I'm going to guess. Go for it. Four tons. Uh, that is incorrect. Dan, over or the under? The over. Under. 
Yeah, that's right. Although, how'd that backfire? Because he was wrong, and then you were... 2,000 two pounds. A ton. Oh, a ton. One ton. Yeah. It's one ton, mm-hmm. 2,000 pounds? Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, I did right. know that. How much is a ton? 2,000 pounds. pounds. Yep. Shaman. Ah, damn it. <laughs> there is a museum in Philadelphia uh, dedicated to the works of a single great French artist. The uh, collection- what's my buzzing? Sonny. Sonny. Rodan. Oh, that was going to be my guess. You son of a bitch. The uh, collection of the artist's work in Philadelphia is the largest outside Paris. Who's the artist? Yes. Which famous type of hat was born in Philadelphia? Uh, Shyamalan. 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 The tricorner hat. Whatever the fuck that thing's called. The uh, tricorner with the one they use in Star Trek? <laughs> no, the, the fucking uh, the, the three-cornered Oh, the, the, the Stetson. Sonny. Yeah. Stetson. Stetson. Yeah, he's right. You can't give that he said it. John B. He's the guest. He's the guest. He began commercially manufacturing his famous hat in 1863 in Philadelphia with an initial investment of $100. It famously has three corners. I made the last part up. Um, What famous figure and master of sarcasm made. Sonny. Okay. Kate Upton. (laughs) She's got a famous figure. But that's not. I don't think that's not that. of sarcasm. She's very sarcastic. I know, but maybe the rest of the question. Maybe there's a lot of people that could fit that in Philadelphia. Uh, I'd rather be dead than be in Philadelphia. I'd rather be dead than be in Philadelphia. I, I know who it is, but I can't guess. I did. That was the person. It's pretty good, too. Uh, was that Rodney Dangerfield? No. No, she. I'd <laughs> rather be dead James than Cagney. be in Philadelphia. Oh, is that, what's that, is that WC Fields? WC Fields. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> One of the three Stooges, or Stooges, as he wrote it, was born in Philadelphia. Who was it? You got pretty good. Shyamalan. Yeah. Curly. That's wrong. Sonny. Yeah. Mo. No. Shemp. Larry. That's it. Ah, Larry. What, what By the way, Zane, that's how you spell student. I know, Tyler. Thank where you for Shemp, reading. Where was Shemp born? Uh, Shemp was born in uh, Toledo. All right. This famous seamstress made the uh, first American flag. Sonny. Did you want to ring in, too? Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Betsy Ross. That is correct. I'm killing you. Do you want a drink? No. <laughs> That it? Yeah, that's it. Like, oh, I didn't Just, realize I was going to be learning all about Philly today on the show. Yeah, all right, you me. you was the one that was doing the learning to us. So wait, you're done now with the season. So what do you do now? You take a break and do movies. You're gonna do. Uh, well, um, you know, we're I'm always developing something else. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Ziering did Sharknado, then took a break from Sharknado mm-hmm. and went and did um, the, the stripping the what's that called? Uh, Chippendales. Squirrels. Yeah, Chippendales. The squirrels. Yeah. Wow. So he did that. So that's something. He's yeah. got a he's got a rock and bob. You know how old yeah. he is? He goes to my gym. You know how he's old like he is? Fifty, right? He's fifty years old. Looks yeah. fantastic. Looks Ryan Ziering is fifty yeah. years old. Looks fantastic. And he, and he, yeah, yeah, he does. I saw him, and I, I just randomly saw a story about him doing some kind of Chippendales thing. Yeah, that was yeah. And they were showing, and he was like, you know, all shredded up. And he's a nice guy. Wait, he's and- CrossFit. You do CrossFit. Yeah, I keep hearing about this CrossFit. I don't, don't know what the it. fuck it is. Hey, look, what, look, what is it? Look, look, look at me for a second. Because well, yeah. I do CrossFit. Do you? Because <laughs> so if this is what you want, then you should do it. What is it? What is it? What it's, do you uh, do? it's a workout, right? It's a, it's, yeah. it's a, oh, I'm sorry, Dan. No, you don't you even do go. It. You're an explainer, or should I, I take yeah, it? Yeah, you, know, you do it. It's like, uh, it, they call it a box. Like So it's a, it's like a box. You're, 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 so you get inside a little gym. box? Yeah, it's a big box with a rubber floor. Yeah. And then you got like... Big weights and you got pull up bars and stuff like that, okay. and then and then you go in every single day. The workouts are different, but the good thing about it is that it's not just like you're doing uh, calisthenics and stuff like yeah. that. Just that you 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 do a lot of like dead lifting and power power it's circuits. Jerks. It's circuit training. Well, kind of. It depends. 
like yesterday was was pretty much just squats, and then we did uh, jump ropes <laughs> and uh, sit ups. I don't care. Awesome. I don't care. I'm not selling it. I, I just don't care. No. I, yeah. No. It sounds good. I mean, you know. Yeah. If Working you out. look, if you if you most people, it's as I I know, notice this about watching actors. Like a lot, most actors are just like lean and just normal. And that's a pretty marketable way to be. You know what I yeah. mean? It's a, you know, yeah. That's that's how I used to be, and, and then I hit about thirty four, and then my and then my body decided, you know what? You're not going to be lean anymore well, unless you work really hard at it. Right. So that's what did, what's what did Rob? I mean, well, we remember that when Rob famously decided to put on what did he put on sixty pounds? He put on sixty pounds. Sixty yeah. pounds. Mm-hmm. Did you think he was crazy when he did this? Um, yeah, of course. I was like, I, I mean, honestly, my, you know, he he pitched this hard to us, and I, I was like. <laughs> And, you know, he's like, I think it's be so funny. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But why would you want to like it wasn't the kind, when he pitched it, I wasn't like, oh, my God, that is so fucking funny. That's hilarious. I was like, yeah, that's I, that's kind of funny. I don't know if it's worth gaining fucking 60 pounds and like ruining your <laughs> did, body he get, before. did he get like as a person? Did he get a little grumpier? No, he was fine. It, it oddly did not change his uh, work ethic, his personality, his energy level. At all, and did it all come? Which is did it really all come weird. off? Or is it all? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well, I mean, when I asked him about it, he said, "When I asked what the reasoning was behind it, it was he just said everybody on TV's good looking and thin." Well, Rob, ha- yes, I think it's funny. Here's the thing: Rob has body dysmorphia. He refuses to admit it, but he has body dysmorphia in his mind. Because when he, when I first met him, or when we first started really hanging out in LA, he probably weighed 135 pounds. Okay. okay. He walked is around. That, is that real? Like he was really that? Yeah, he, he, he probably walked around around, around 135 pounds. Wow. He's, he's five seven, maybe five eight. He might be five eight. He had this. Uh, you know, he still thinks that he's that guy. He still thinks he's this tiny, teeny, tiny little guy. Yeah. And so he works out super hard because he doesn't want to be that guy anymore. And I'm like, dude, you you don't. You're not that guy, you know. Um, <laughs> None but of us are anymore. He's just, you know, I, 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 I'm always telling him he's got body dysmorphia. Do you but. feel like the pay it paid off ultimately? The, the what he put himself through. Uh, yeah, I know. I think it was really funny. I mean, one of my favorite things about it was that we didn't make that big of a deal out of it on the show. We just kind of what we decided would be funny would be to just kind of just let it be. That and then you know if it if it uh, played into the scene or the story at all, him being fat actually played into it. Then we would comment on it. It would become a part of it, but it wasn't going to be like something. Well, we we're going to make a huge deal out of it, um, and then we did for one episode because to not address it would be weird. But um, you know, for I think a couple episodes we made a big deal out of it. But um, he was very funny because he transformed as an actor. He transformed. He. He changed into to this like kind of lethargic character, which I thought was very funny. Pretty crazy. But I mean, he, I think it's cool. He had to work really hard to do that. I mean, he 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 ate a shitload of food. I remember the first time I saw him. We it was years ago, and he came to this book signing we were doing, and I was really taken aback. Yeah, because his face was round, and I thought, man. And he, this is when he was on his way. Yeah. Probably put on about thirty pounds at that point. Yeah, and that's when I asked him. I said, "What are you, what are you doing it for?" Well, and he, he – you know, the, his trainer that he was working with was saying, you know, in order to pack on the most amount of fat, you actually have to work at – so he was like lifting weights really, really hard so that he could build up mass to tack the fat onto. Okay. But in my mind, when I look at it, he just looked like his arms were huge. Like he looked like a bodybuilder with a stomach yeah. to me. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of wish he just stayed 
like not worked out just at got, all. Just got really fat. And just got fat as fuck yeah. in the center. You know, you know mean? that's right, man. Because we, I don't know. We went in, I remember a couple years ago, we went in and did Playboy Radio. You remember that? Yeah. Me, you, Danny, and Rob. Yeah. And there's, I have a picture of Rob where he's sitting on the couch, and you're right. He looks like. He, he looks like a bodybuilder. His, yeah. his, it's, he's got a tight white T-shirt like on. Like Ian Zeering. Like Ian Zeering, yeah. except younger. Yeah. How old were you guys when you started Sunny? In your 20s, right? Uh, when we first shot the original home movie, we, I was 27. Uh, Rob was 26. Charlie was 27 also. And how, did, how did Charlie come into the picture? Where did you guys meet him? Uh, Charlie, we'd, known Char- we'd both known Charlie for a while. Um, just thought he was a really funny guy. And uh, originally, he just we, we kind of just uh, roped him into it as an actor. And then he eventually you know, got much more involved, like very quickly got much more involved. And then Caitlin? Caitlin, uh, Caitlin didn't come around until we started doing the FX version of the show. Okay. Yeah, she, she auditioned for us. She did? Mm-hmm. Okay. God. Yeah. What a run. Yeah. And you got another season left. We got one more after this and then possibly more. I don't know. We, we're only signed on through 10, but we may do more. You, would you want to keep going? Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, we've still got stories in us. Um, we're still having fun. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm definitely open to it. But didn't you want to kind of do some – I mean, you have done it. But I remember having a conversation where you wanted to do some more drama too, right? And do some – Yeah, uh, I definitely do. And I will. You know, there's time for that. Um, I, I don't want to – you know, I don't want to be one of those guys that leaves the, a great thing too early. I mean, not that, not that after 10 seasons is too early, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, we don't do that, but I don't, I don't feel like we're wearing out our welcome with Sonny because we don't do that many and we only do 10 episodes a season now. So we purposely keep it small so that we feel like we can kind of keep, keep doing it and stay inspired so that we have more time outside of the show to do other things. I think there's a tremendous, I mean, I know a lot of people that are fans of the show and, and a tremendous amount of excitement for the new season with the promos are very funny. And yeah. I think, you know, that's tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 10 yep. p.m. Mm-hmm. F- where is FXX? Is it right next to FX? Uh, what channel was it? Do you know? Uh, I don't know what channel it was, but uh, there's a website up now. Um, some kind of an, and I don't know it off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up, but um, there is a website where you can go to see uh, what channel it's on and if uh-huh. you have that channel. And if you don't have that channel, um, I believe you can. Uh, there's there's yeah. things you can do about it. Um, let me see if I and can is the find. league the league still running right after you guys? Is that that's still uh, yes? The league is on right after us, followed by a show called Kamal Bell. What is it? Oh, the, okay, yeah, Kamal Bell, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you go to getfxx.com, there you go. It will uh, tell you uh, where you can find great shows like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Are you yeah. got, are you got, so you're, you're being the flagship comedy of FX? You guys get the biggest office and all that. Are you guys still in that same office you guys have been in all those years? Um, What's most important? Well, we've we've only been in there for two years, but yeah, you're talking about the one. Yeah, we got a nice one with little, the bar in it. Yeah, we got a fun little setup. I brought some booze in there. It's being me. anchored. Yeah. Yeah. The network's being anchored by the acclaimed hit comedy. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I like that. Acclaimed. Acclaimed. It is acclaimed. Well, it's critically Although, acclaimed. Although, let me ask you this: no Emmys. What is up with that? I don't know. No th- nods, right? No nominations. You know, I think uh, – well, actually, we did get nominated. Our stunt coordinator got nominated for best st- stunts on a comedy this year. <laughs> best stunts on a comedy. You know what? Um, Emmy nominated. And, That's hey, true. So now we're an Emmy nominated show. Uh, no, I, I don't know what that is. I mean, I, my guess, our best guess is that when we first started, we were really, really small. We were really, really low budget. The show really looked like shit. 
And there weren't other shows on television like it. So it really flew under the radar. And the, because of the story, which is an interesting story, three guys got together, shot a home movie, and it became a television show. There was all this confusion in the business like, oh, these were like contest winners. And they won and they won like a little TV show. And it was like this little show that they made on their own for 20 bucks. And so nobody took it seriously. Um, you know, the, the sort of big time Emmy guys, it was like, you know, it was like our little teeny tiny show shot on the Panasonic DVX. 100A against, you know, shows like The Big Bang Theory and all that kind of shit. And everybody was like, oh, that funny little show. Anyway, Emmys, you know, and it was like two different conversations. And we've never been able to to outgrow that for some reason. It's we're still looked at as this like industry outsider show. And yet you you sort of blazed a trail for I I mean, directly, I think, with Louis, for instance, where. Uh You know, the idea that they're going to say here, FX is going to say to you, we want you to make the show and use the same cameras you were using and go out and do it. That's the model they now use for yeah. Louie, right? I mean, they, and, yeah. and, and I don't know if they do it with any of the other shows, but you guys sort of created that. Yes, we did. Um, and that is the model that they continue to use. And Louis, Louis, Louis deal, as I understand it, and I could be wrong about this, is they give him a certain amount of money and it's yeah. not much. No. And the, and then he goes off and writes them, shoots them, does them. They don't give him any notes. And, deliver, he, no, and he delivers them. I think it's a few hundred grand and, and the deal is they get it and they, they air it the way, and they, that's it the way they get it. And, and if, you know, it's extraordinary. I've never heard of anything like it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of amazing. And we've, kind, we've almost gotten to that point where that's, that's kind of how they treat us anyway just because they, they trust us so much now. Like we do get notes, but we do send them scripts, but it's usually, this is great. Shoot it. You yeah, know, it's and, very exciting. Uh, it's 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 awesome just because I you know I've been in the same position. Yeah, and to be able to make something and then continue to make that and do something that you love, it's it's not something that everyone no. gets to do, and it's just it's it's just awesome. It's pretty unheard of, and have that trust, you know. Yeah, it's 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 pretty unheard of, and, and and you know people are always telling me that that work on other shows how spoiled we are to be able to do that. I'm spoiled because I get to work with Dan. Get to work with me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean that's beautiful. Uh, you know, it's like listen, it's like. I've had other people swallow sand to get that raspiness, <laughs> yeah. and they just they just don't do it. They get sick. Work. They get yeah. sick. I, I commit to it. I gave pe- every I said, day. I gave, gave people like like just cartons of cigarettes. I do often wonder like what I'm going to sound like by the time I get to. It's only going to get worse. 16. It's not going to get better. I don't think it's because I didn't have this voice like yeah. ten years ago. I sounded like a girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but is there ever been a show? One more question. Has there ever been a show idea when you talk about it that you guys wanted to do? And got pushback on it where they said you can't do it. Oh, an episode idea? An episode um, idea where they said we can't do this. Uh, the only time that's ever happened in my memory is uh, actually in season one. Um, we the, the episode Charlie Got Molested was originally about um, – uh, was originally about – I don't him. see the problem. At first, like at first, I don't see the problem. Yeah, right, right off the bat, <laughs> yeah. what's the problem? Okay. Uh, originally, it was not a gym teacher that was being accused of molesting um, the McPoyles and Charlie in that episode. It was a priest. And they were worried that that was going to piss some people off in the Christian community and uh, that they were going to lose sponsors over it and all this kind of stuff. And our show had no track record at that point. We'd never even been on the air. Um, so while they thought it was funny and great and they wanted to do it, they they, want, they wanted us to be able to do it. They were too worried about it and they said, we, we, can you change it to something else? At which point we literally almost quit. We almost said, you know what? Fuck you. That's yeah. not – that is not – this is the show. Are you fucking kidding me? And not and, – and our whole argument really was that the guy didn't even do it. In the context – within the context of the episode, the character, the priest, did not commit this crime. Yeah. And the joke – the whole joke was – 
that um, it was us idiots that were making it seem like he did it and accusing him of it and us being fearful that he did do it, kind of taking on the the, the whole you know fear of what the Catholic Church you – know, everyone was being sure. molested in the Catholic Church and it turns out this guy was a great guy and he didn't do it. So we were like, what's the problem? He's he's a good guy in the episode. Like, you can just see that meeting though. They're sitting in the room going, okay, we have we have pedophilia. We've got the Catholic Church. We've got you know and the, the the worry level going up. Yeah. Now, obviously, I bet you if you pitch something like that now, yeah, we'd be able to you'd do be it. able to do yeah, it. For maybe sure. maybe for like sure. the church was one of the sponsors of the, of the network. At the yes, time the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big big uh, big sponsor. A lot of commercial time. <laughs> oh God, yes. we're gonna lose that account. <laughs> we right. were actually we were actually disappointed after the first season that we didn't get more blowback from the show. Like we we thought like oh man they're gonna really come after us and we had all the answers because. The whole premise of the show is that most of the people in the world are are not doing anything wrong. It's the characters who are wrong, and that's what we're. That's the whole idea behind the show. Is the yeah. characters are always doing the shit that's wrong. So, you know, we're, it was a pretty defensible show in that respect, and and we were never trying to be offensive. So, but we thought people would misinterpret it, and you know, the, the FX is going to lose all these sponsors and all this kind of stuff. And but in, in a way, you're kind of. Probably hoping that happens because then you get you're on the radar. Then all of a sudden, it's it, like, oh. yeah. I mean, well, it's not that that's what we were going for, but we thought, well, that's definitely going to happen, and that's only going to help us. Was yeah. there any um, blowback from the NGTA, the National Gym Teachers Association? No, there was no, no, uh, <laughs> the very no, powerful no lobbyists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Zane's World. Check out new episodes every Wednesday exclusively at Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends and don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Hello, guys. It's MMA fighter Chael Sonnen. Check out my podcast. You're welcome with Chael Sonnen every Wednesday and Friday right here at Podcast One. We cover the latest in mixed martial arts and everything else going on in the world of sport. Listen free to your welcome with Chael Sonnen exclusively available at PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy drinking